Hi, travelers. Here we are, the final episode of season three of Second Citadel. Trigger warnings aside, we just wanted to let you know that this one might be emotionally difficult to listen to. At least it was for us. We think it's worth it for the story that we're telling, but if today's not a good day for you, you may want to put this one aside for later. Otherwise, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. You may have already heard about our big Patreon bonus spectacular. So remember to head over to patreon.com slash the Penumbra podcast before March 18th if you want to help us out and earn rewards. The next one coming up is a scene reading from the cast of the Carte Blanche where you get to choose which actors play which characters. Since March 18th is the Penumbra's five-year anniversary, we'll also be releasing the Juno season finale on that date, or on the 16th for $4 Patreon supporters, as well as a few other exciting goodies. We can't wait to see you then. Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Judgment of the Empire. deeply than I'd realized. I'll just have to return the favor. Caroline, you mustn't exhaust yourself. Climb onto my back. I shall carry you the rest of the way. Well, we're alone. You dispatched my knights easily. What's preventing you from coming over here and ending this? <laughs> you think I'm just going to kill you and be done with it, my queen. You don't have any idea how much trouble you're in. You don't get off that easy. So we're waiting on a couple of guests to round out this party. Boast all you like. The more time you take, the more blood spills from your wounds, traitor. Traitor? I'm now certain I've worked out who the kite really is. He knows the location of the queen's secret chambers, which only knights are told. He removed the Soul Keeper from the archives without raising any alarm, which means he must have been so trusted, so respected, that he could enter and exit as he pleased. And I know of one respected knight with a grudge against our queen. Hey, there they are. Nice of you to join us, miss. Though I gotta say, they've really downsized the steed since I was a knight. <laughs> from the look of you, that must have been a very, very long time ago. Isn't that right, Sir Galahad the Great? So you figured it out. You just keep impressing me, miss. Mira, aren't you going to say hello to your captain? Sir Caroline? My queen? You hardly seem fit for your post at the moment. 
perhaps you ought to rest in your chambers for the day and take your steed with you. Oh, do not be fooled, Miss Queen. It's me, Olala! <sighs> I am captain of the guard, my queen. And I have seen how this citadel fares without me. I'll stay. And besides, I'd much rather fight with the wound he gave me than what I've already given him. That's true enough, isn't it? have to admit, you got me good. Uh, there we go. Now, what do you say we start up round two? The first move is yours, if you can manage it. <laughs> Don't be so sure, miss. Uh, As I thought. Uh, stay back, please. Mercy, you wouldn't strike an opponent when he's down. If it means getting rid of you, I'll strike whenever I can. Uh, of course. Oh, that's too bad, miss. I thought there might have been something to you, but you don't have a shred of honor, do you? Tricky southerners. Can't turn your back on them. Honor is for the dead. I survive. All else is secondary. Until now, at least. I'll show you how it's done and send you off with some honor. A kind of honor I think you especially will appreciate. Southerners think these things are sacred, I hear. But I'm the only man alive who's beaten one. You're bluffing. Am I? What is that? A sword. From the wound I've given him. Built of wind and crystal blood. The blade of a god of the duel. A Tengu. His wound is closing up. Can Tengu do that? I don't know. They're sacred. And once one lays eyes on you, challenges you to a duel, it will hunt you to the ends of the universe. No one dares climb their peaks. Not a soul. Not one soul. But with the four I'd gathered, the beast didn't even see me coming. And before long, every Tengu will go the same way. And every spirit, ogre, sprite, and beastly horror, large or small, sacred or profane, will fall to my blade. Because it is the job of a knight to slay monsters. And I'm the greatest knight there's ever been. <laughs> Captain Caroline, I must say, Galahad, that this great power you've been hiding is hardly impressive. That's so? A well-crafted sword is no threat on its own. It requires a great hand to wield it. Yours is slow. I've beaten you once already. You're kidding yourself if you think I'd take the trouble to hunt such dangerous prey just for a knife, miss. But I think you know that. That wind! He moves so fast! On guard, milady. Oh, well, you've certainly gotten quicker, but I think I can already see this Tengu's weakness. Can you now? Of course. It's you! That speed! Well, I can see it hasn't helped your aim much. <laughs> Don't get cocky. Draw your weapon and fight me, if you're so great a knight. 
Wish I could, miss, but my code is clear. Our fight is done. You'll regret underestimating me. Ugh. After all, I make it a point never to dull my blade on the dead. Sir Caroline, that wind all around you! A breeze doesn't skim. Oh! What in the... Oh! oh. Captain! Oh, stop her, Olala. Sir Caroline, just she... Would think you a fool for rushing into that deadly wind to no end. Sir Caroline, I am so very sorry. Whether she stays that way, well, I think that one's on her queen. So, Mira, admit it. I want you to admit that you've run my second citadel into the ground. I have ruled as justly as I could. Saints above, do you not understand what's happening here? The debate is finished. I don't care if you tried to be good or if you did your best. I defeated your army alone, and that proves exactly what I warned you when I left. That your new direction would leave our citadel weak, ripe for any intruder to pick. It starts with rules and restrictions, retiring knights who don't work the way you like. Sir Tristan's exorcisms killed more innocent people than they did demons. One mistake after a life of service, and you thought you could just throw him away? Performing an exorcism known to be deadly to a person who shows no signs of possession is not a mistake. Galahad. It's murder. I knew you'd root out all the good knights eventually. Agravain? Drank on the job, excessively. Bedivere? Couldn't keep his hands to himself. Saints, and what of it? We did our job, and we did it better than any man before and any man since. Whatever needs they had, you should have begged to fill for them, because it worked. It worked for the last king and the king before him and every other ruler this citadel has ever had until you decided you were too good for it. And now look at this place. Guarded by the weak, the indecisive, the useless. There are things more important than physical might, Galahad. <laughs> yeah? Where are those things right now? How are they gonna stop me? Knights kill monsters at all costs, because otherwise, the monsters kill us. It's us or them. I choose those of us with brains enough to see that. If you want to be weak, you want to get yourself killed, go ahead. But you drag my home down with you, you answer to me. Righteous indignation means much less coming from a murderer, Galahad. So I want to hear you admit it. I want to hear you admit you never should have changed a thing about this place or the good men who work to protect it. And if you don't... I'll make my point one last time, straight across this sorry captain's throat. Well? Why are you waiting? Please, please, Queen Mira. All my sisters, he, he's already killed them all, and I can't watch him kill another. I, I can't, I, I... do not hesitate, young Olala. I am only considering what Captain Caroline would say had this man not silenced her. <coughs> if you give one inch to this pathetic old fool, my queen, I will cut my own throat for him. That 
is about what I expected. C-Captain! Well, Galahad, she's made her choice. You're the queen, Mira. Your choice is the only one that counts. So say it. Command me to kill her. Please, please, no! Hush, Olala. They're only words. It doesn't matter. Please, please tell him you're wrong. Then kill her, Galahad. (coughs) My thanks. No. (laughs) As you command, my queen. No! (gasps) What? A dead sister? Like the abbess could summon in the garden graves. There are so many. I can't make them stop. (laughs) Neat trick, but I've seen this one before. Thunderbird. All gone. Easy. Looks like I was right to kill the witches of Corpse Garden after all. Only mistake I made was leaving you alive this long. Huh? Did, Did you hear something, Miss Queen? You could at least pay attention to the hero about to slay you, little abomination. Tengu. Now, hold still. We both know I can make this hurt. Get back here and kill me, you... you... I do not know the meaning of that word, child, but if it's a form of magic, it isn't working. You must escape while you can. But... but he beat Captain Caroline so easily, I... Tile? So, even a beast has its prayers in the end. (laughs) By the saint's authority, your time has come. For the crime of your birth, I sentence your soul to an eternity of service to Sir Galahad the Great. Now, Soul Keeper, feed one last time. Galahad, this is vile. Galahad, you've made your point. You've none to blame but yourself, false queen. This citadel once stood as an undying bulwark against the monstrous hordes, until you stripped it of its power and its pride. And if it can no longer fulfill that sacred duty, I will take it upon myself by the power of this deathless fiend before me. You can't be serious. For age after age, I will die and be reborn, just as it was, and I will shape the universe as it should be. First, the monsters, then their sympathizers, and then... (laughs) Well, I suppose I'll decide that then, won't I? After all, I'll have all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, la, la. No! It's done. The last crystal takes its place in my amulet, and a new and greater era begins to. What? A second soul? And, and more? No, this, sh- this shouldn't be happening. Soul keep. 
You have fought so long and killed so many from my power, Sir Knight. Yet you wish to retreat now? No. Your soul. I have your soul. You may have one soul, Sir Knight, but I have many more. Every woman who raised me put a piece of her soul in mine, and they carried those who raised them, and on and on, in their words, their fists, their food, their love. All right, little one. Everything is all right. That woman. I killed her. I know. I... The Soul Keeper. It's cracking. I am the last sister of the Garden of Graves. And within me, I carry every soul that cared for that home you ripped from me. I am that which I was given. You hold only what you can steal. And over all their years, my sisters had more to give me than you could ever take. Stop this. Say it's on high. I, I command you to stop this. Come when you will, intruder. I am ready. No. This is impossible. Saints above, here stands Sir Galahad, the greatest knight who ever lived. <laughs> My hand! I'll get you for this, you! I can't move! The cockatrice. He's vanished. Where did he... Stop, Garuda, I command you! Noise, those saints' forsaken screams... If I could pry the pieces of that blasted amulet from my skin, I would cut off my own hand to do it. I would. You again. Please. Have mercy. A knife. Or or take my hand yourself if you prefer. But, but, but please. I'll have your head, you little fiend. You. <laughs> my queen. I was wrong. I swear it out and this poor man. <laughs> oh, Lala, are you all right, child? Oh, Lala, is he dead? I do not think so. But any power he had, he certainly lost control of, with the Soul Keeper shattered to bits in his hand, for the time being, at least. Uh, uh, Sir Caroline! Oh, alive, thank the saints. Oh, Lala, can you run? I need you to get help for... Sir Caroline, I apologize for interrupting your rest and recovery with a letter pertaining to official business. This communication constitutes neither a command nor an appointment. I will still honor your request if you truly wish it. However, change must come to our second citadel as quickly as it can. And if you truly wish to step down as captain of the guard, 
we will all have lost the wisest strategic mind I have ever worked with. I will summarize my plan as concisely as possible. A slate of new policies regarding the Knights of the Crown will go into effect one week from today. It is my hope that you will join me that day to assist in carrying them out. The long nightmare of the Kite's occupation has revealed glaring weaknesses in our defenses. It is clear now that our outer settlements are not prepared to protect themselves. Therefore, I am prepared to expand funding for the Knights of the Crown to a degree not seen in a century, so that we may position a small squadron of our knights in every settlement. After all it's been through, Milltown deserves peace of mind, and under this direction we will ensure that no monster draws breath within a mile of its walls. It has also become clear that our forces, though skilled in the extermination of monster kind, show their weakness when presented with a human opponent. I had considered broadening the purpose of our knights beyond monsters, but based on the advice of Captain Absalon, we have decided to officially redefine the term monster instead. He is working on the phrasing now, but assures me that our new definitions will include human users of magic, as well as traitors and defectors. According to him, this will allow the men to understand our transition with less difficulty. I suspect that you may balk at the name Absalon, and although it is true that his defense did not work as intended, and though we do not always see eye to eye, he is absolutely essential to the healing of our citadel. If resentment has been allowed to fester to the degree that the kite claims, then I have failed to listen to the needs of our knights. Compromise with Absalon will great, certainly. But if I hope to listen to my knights to give them what they need, and in doing so avoid the future threat the kite suggests, no man understands the mindset of a knight better than Absalon. My next strategy will be to gather further advisors of this kind and hear their concerns myself. And although I had hoped this would be a simple task, in my preparations I have discovered a deeply unsettling pattern for the first time. As I try to contact each member of the Golden Age generation of knights the kite mentioned, I find again and again that they have slipped entirely from our view. Only a few retired to addresses within the citadel walls, but even many of those abandoned these homes long ago. We can't know where they are, or if their resentments align with the kite's predictions. But if men who fought for our second citadel are now so uncomfortable within it that they have chosen to leave... Clearly, I have erred. Moved too quickly, I suspect. I hope to find these men and to rehabilitate or retrain them into mentors for our new generation, if possible. Their knowledge is too valuable to our defense to discard offhand. Lastly, and most heavily, I have made the decision not to reveal the kite's identity to anyone in the Citadel besides you Captain Absalon, and myself. <sighs> Changes to the degree I am proposing will be difficult for the people of our citadel. And as Absalon has reminded me, the truth of this matter is certain to destroy what little morale our men still have. They need a role model, a legend to look to and measure themselves against. Whether the facts of that legend are true is immaterial. 
it is better that we shape it as we need to than throw it away entirely. These are the changes I propose. They are intensive and it will be a great labor to enact them. And that is why I want you to help me, Sir Caroline. Your defense was more organized and methodical than any other captain of the guard I have seen. If we are to make our citadel a safer place, your wisdom will be absolutely necessary. I will respect your wishes to the letter. You have earned that much and more, but you are needed here, Captain Caroline. I cannot dance delicately around a fact so vital. Awaiting your reply? Queen Mira of the Second Citadel. Queen Mira, forgive the inconvenience, but I believe several pages of your missive must have vanished mid-flight. I can think of no other explanation for the letter itself, which repeatedly mentions the massive changes you intend to enact, but never names a single actual change? I will keep this brief. It is true that the kite is likely still alive. It is true that he will likely strike again. But if these are your plans, then you have capitulated to the kite's demands completely. You name defense as your concern, but the invader is already in the walls, lurking in the mind of every knight you aren't listening to. The poor souls. It must be so difficult for them to suppress their every heinous urge until they can find a political justification for it. Certainly they should be free to run me out my own window every evening, if that's what they prefer. The kite was not an accident. He was an inevitability. Whatever walk of life he found himself in, I suspect his cruelty would have manifested to some degree, as a knife is destined to cut. The background the citadel gave him did nothing but sharpen that knife, train it to cut more deeply against whosoever he chose. I saw this even in myself, during my time as your incomparably methodical captain of the guard. The faces of those in control have changed, but what lies beneath remains— the knight's fantasy, slay all monsters at all costs and surely everything will work out, works its poison in even the kindest men I have ever met. Born heels like the kite and myself haven't got a chance against it. Despite our disagreement, you will notice that I have not used his name here. You may be tempted to interpret this as some faint sign of my lasting fealty to you. I suggest you save yourself some embarrassment and reject that interpretation, for this is my reasoning. If the people learn that man's true identity from any mouth but your own, morale is the least you'll lose. I don't expect you'll heed that warning, but to be blunt, that isn't my business any longer. I'm leaving these northern wilds effective immediately, and the changeling girl is coming with me. She will be safer surviving where she cannot be found. In addition, I would like to extend my thanks for many things you have given me, but specifically the news of this unsettling behavior from our retired knights— as thanks, I will be taking care of them myself, and in my own way. It goes without saying that you should not try and stop me. And do not bother trying to reach us. If you wish for our return, I have made it quite clear what that will require. I imagine it will be many years before that comes to pass, if it ever does. I would prefer for you to stay living until then, but do not expect to lose sleep over it either way. No longer yours, Freelancer Caroline. P.S. Please deliver two messages to Absalom for me. The first is that I've stolen his horse again, this time for good. As for the other... Sir Caroline, the horses are loaded and our traveling party away. The other is that I've stolen his strongest man as well. I'm sure he'll understand.
Off you go. And don't come back. Sir Caroline! Angelo, I've told you a dozen times... To wait for your response before I call your name a second time? Well, yes, but that isn't what I was going to Not say. Not to shout so loudly! That too! Never but... to knock when you and your beautiful wife, the witch, are engaged in private business behind closed doors? What? Quanyi is supposed to be outside, helping the lot of you load the horses. Well, she insisted she be loaded into Porthos's saddlebag first, and I haven't seen her since. No, that isn't what I meant to say anyway. If you know all of these things, Angelo, why do you still do them? Hindsight is the better part of valor. I believe I once heard someone say something that could potentially have sounded similar to that statement. Sir Caroline. No, no, and you've done it again. It's the Sir Angelo. Why, yes, I am the Sir Angelo. No, you aren't. Not anymore. What I mean to say is, should we leave the knight's ranks, neither one of us will be Sir anything any longer. It is only a title, but I cannot assume it holds no value for you. I am Angelo. Well, that will certainly take some getting used to. If that is still your desire, it is not too late for you to change course, Angelo. If I have learned anything since I met you, sir, I mean Caroline, it is that I spent the sum of my life working to be the greatest knight of the crown, and came quite close for my age, and yet in the process I learned not a single thing about the people I was supposedly protecting. It is difficult to learn this now. Some nights I dream that the world is still as I thought it was only two years ago, when my only concern was my monster-slaying record and my camaraderie with the other men, and everything was very simple. Those are pleasant dreams. And I cannot force you to wake from that slumber if you desire it. And yet, when I wake from those dreams and remember the world as it is, in all its complexity, and with all the many kinds of people that inhabit it, I am filled with a joy and love and excitement I have not felt since I was a boy. And all the universe seemed ripe to explore. And so I thank you for your offer, my friend, but I have made my decision. I have seen the world as the Knights of the Crown see it. It is time, I think, to see all that they have missed. I am... glad to hear it. Well, then... I believe that the time has come. There you are, babe. I thought you might have gotten lost in there. Isn't that shack like one room? An excellent observation, Ale. Was it? I've gotten lost in smaller places. Me too. It's probably too late for second thoughts about road tripping with the weirdo brigade, isn't it? You can stay. But if you still want a shot at Galahad, as you told me, we are the only way you'll get it. Unless you'll be satisfied with stabbing the corpse we drag back. <laughs> Good. If the horses are ready, we should leave immediately. We will need to avoid major roads, at least until we've left the northern wilds. And likely further. I doubt that outright defection will go over well with the knight's... new direction. I can get us through the jungle no problem. It'll be slow with just the two horses, though. Hmm. And you're certain you can't summon more of those skeleton things to carry our belongings, Olala? I do not think so. I have tried to, but since Sir Galahad pointed his soul keeper at me, I cannot feel the Garden of Graves any longer. Poor kid. I'm sure it's still in there somewhere, Havsey. Do you want me to pop you open and take a look? No, no, no thank you, Mr. Kwan Yi. 
then even if we haven't everything we need, we have everything we're likely to get. It is time we take our leave. Um, may I have just a minute, please? I... I would like to say goodbye. To who? The dog is coming with us. Aren't you Gawain? No, sir. I mean, no, Caroline. I would like to say goodbye to the Second Citadel, if that is all right. I may not have lived there long, but... It looms large in the mind all the same. That is what makes it so dangerous. We're leaving. But... If I may, Caroline, surely a moment would do no harm. We'll need to wait for nightfall to pass through Milltown anyway. More nights hanging around there lately. An ingenious stratagem, Ale. Certainly we are blessed to have so wise a man. Don't overdo it, schoolboy. Respectfully noted. <sighs> Fine. She may have exactly one moment. But how long is that? As long as I say it is, you little... You three, come help me double-check our supplies. Hot tip, Patsy. When she gets like this, a moment's about a minute and a half. Thank you, Mr. Kwani. you could be my home after all many people do I think and I hope even if I'm not alive to see it I hope that one day you could be a home for someone like me oh please garden of graves if you're still there please don't leave me you're the only home I have left I cannot lose you too If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you'll receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creator Kevin Vibert and actors Marge Dunn and Simon Moody. Every night that we're supposed to root for is marginalized, is outside of the norm, and is doing something that they think is right, um, railing against an unjust system, uh, and is constantly pushed against it. Um, and so, for me, knowing that uh, Galahad is the uh, sort of one of these or knights, um, the the people who are being pushed out, I just had to tap into real world issues very easily and just say like oh who's who's in power and who wants to keep that power no matter what and who will just look at these young people who don't know what they're talking about who 
have all these fancy words for what they want to call themselves. They want Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you posters and postcards from our resident artists, Sharon O and Milo Mars, as well as shirts, pins, socks, soundtracks, and videos of our live shows. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra Podcast. We would like to thank all who support us on Patreon, but especially Ren Gillespie, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, in memory of Spiral Opal, Rebecca Balfour, for my darling Francis, happy five-year anniversary for you, the stars. Happiest anniversary to my dear Catalina for you, the world. Juno Steele, Crush Nbayan, Jeanette, Ren McKinnon, Lucy Biles, Deity Hearted, Tazatui, North, Stess's Alessandra Strong's wife, Michael David Smith, and on the seven day, Kevin said, let there be scalies. But what about Kebab Thursday? Paz Barraza, the simp of Second Citadel, Liz Nexus, Wynn Buckley and the audacity of this podcast, Amy Fist, coming soon, the Lord Aram fancast fancast, Caroline Seidman, Freya, Jay Yanuzeli, Karen ZH, Dante Smith, Red L, Genetic, Kim Dauber, NB Shaper, Alec J. Marsh, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Judgment of the Empire, was told by the following people. Marge Dunn as Olala, Leslie Drescher as Caroline, Simon Moody as Sir Galahad the Great, Kat Buckingham as Queen Mira, M. Sutherland as Angelo, and Jimily as Ale, and Melissa De Jesus as Kwan Yi. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear travelers. We hope you will join us again soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.